and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the African American Man Podcast Show, The Tough Love Messenger. I am your host, King Vision. Our message and agenda is encouraging accountability, leadership among the African American man within our communities. You can find us at itrnradio.com. Hello. Jealousy. Pure. It is, honor. Hello. It is June the 11th, the second week of June. And I'd like to give some homage to three fallen icons that have contributed various things to the African-American community, from civil rights, down to music, to athletics. We have lost Terry Belafonte, who passed this year. He was at the ripe age and lived a full life of 96 years old. Second, Jim Brown, a great athlete. He passed at the age of 87. And then we have Tina Turner, a great sister from Detroit. She just left us at the age of 83 years old. This segment, we will try to talk about the comparison of the African-American man's ego versus the African-American man's lack of cultural collectivity. Lady Future, let's clip it. Jealousy, pure jealousy. And the issue with brothers is that ego, you understand? And we got to go back to the plantation because one of the things that the plantation bred into African people's collective consciousness Mm -hmm. is this belief that only one of you can succeed at a time. See, on the plantation... Demand your mission laws. You let one slave go a year. Only one. So the slaves started working against each other because they knew only one or two or three, but never all. So the white man was very clever and crafty and making sure that any benefits we gave to the enslaved African could only be enjoyed by a select few. This automatically make you a competitor Mm -hmm. with the people you should be collaborating with. So when people see me doing what I do because of the slave mentality, they say, if Dr. Umar is winning, nobody else can. That's totally wrong. All of us can win and we can win at the same time if we just work together. The jealousy in the black community is largely due to this idea that the white man gave us as part of our post-traumatic slavery disease that only one black person can win at a time. So if they see Tyler Perry with his own studio, no other black person can do it because Tyler did it. That's not true. There could be a million more black studios. You see a black person with a new restaurant in Jackson, right? Right. Mm -hmm. People hate. Why? Because they they did it first, so nobody else can do it. But there's a hundred white restaurants. There's a hundred white movie studios. There's a dozen white airlines. Mm -hmm. Why is it with every other group there could be multiple people succeeding Mm -hmm. in the same sphere of life? 
But we're black people. We've been conditioned to believe that only one can make it. And the one who's making it is the reason you can't. That's what they taught us oh, to believe. So that you, is the basis of Negro jealousy. When do you think for the black? You know, again, um, it interests me, um, this conditioning that they say we have. But with all the highly intellectual, educated African-American men, African-American women, and especially those who have gone to HBCU um, in their lifetime. So part of learning is also unlearning. And what I mean by that is, based on what Dr. Umar just mentioned, it's pretty safe to say that, oh, that's a problem for us. Mm, that didn't do us any good. So just like anything else, why aren't we doing the opposite? The, the question is, yes, much of it is the ego. But then, as he mentioned, all the other groups do it. Well, the other groups do it naturally because they have cultural collectivity. The culture that they came up in teaches them to do that. The collectivity is the end result of their achievements. And so, again, with us knowing that we're the first humans on Earth, our homeland is Africa, there's no reason why we can't set a standard of cultural collectivity within our community. Because at the end of the day, that's the only, that's the only thing that's missing. Because you can't say we're not educated. You can't say we're not smart. You can't say we're not creative. Most of the inventions in today's society was created by black people. So then what is the, what is the, the, the problem here? And it's the cultural collectivity because they didn't want us to unify. So since we know that, then all we have to do is change the mindset. The ego part is you can't get 15 of some of the highest producing African-American men to work collectively because if we don't see it their way, they're out. And that's the challenge. And you'll see that over and over and over again. So the show that we have, this podcast, is to talk about those very things and then listen to all the other individuals, the highly intelligent individuals, express what opportunities do we have. Lady Future, let's click it. Of the advanced countries. Okay, and Africa had a role to play. It has a role as a raw material producer. We will not allow Sub-Saharan Africa to escape that. Okay, we do everything to keep Sub-Saharan Africa where it is, also impoverished. It's absolutely vital for the prosperity of everyone else. So let's get clear about that. Okay, and this means all the economic structures all the global institutions and the economics we teach everyone is all designed to keep Africa exactly where it is. And whether it is Europe or US or now China, it's always the same. We need Africa to be impoverished because we need those raw materials and we need them dirt cheap. 
And that's very, very interesting. And this is the difference with other cultures. They have no problem expression expressing their goal and their agenda. And to be perfectly honest with you, that is what has to happen. Now, my question is, why wouldn't some of the political leaders in Africa demand money or demand resources or demand that their people work for those companies? Because China is um, the recent one. And in China, they're only hiring their own people in China. And with us seeing all of these things year in and year out, what is it that stops us from making that change to where we're able to create a collaborative focus and culture within our culture? Because they're coming to our country and taking. And the interesting thing is Africa could eliminate itself from the rest of the world and it would function. We would never have to have anybody come to our land. We have everything that we need in every way, but the rest of the world cannot exist without us. And the question is, if I can see this and I understand this, then my question is, why isn't it that some of our elite people take on this challenge? Now, it is a hard challenge to take on because we've allowed this to happen for centuries. But then I say to myself, take the same knowledge and start to build within the United States, within our own communities, at least the mindset of creating for ourselves. Lady Future, let's clip it. He always came to class. He always sat in the front row. But anytime I asked the class to do anything, like, hey, jot down your thoughts for five minutes about this material I just presented, he would immediately go, what if I can't think of anything? And that's how we would spend the class. I would ask the class to do something and he would immediately, you know, challenge it. And his interruptions became so disruptive to the point where the students behind him were starting to give each other looks. Um, they were starting to roll their eyes every time he raised his hand. And so one day I said, I want to talk to you after class. And I said, listen, I appreciate your engagement. I appreciate your enthusiasm. However, I'm not going to be able to answer all of your questions during class. I said, so if I don't acknowledge you, I'm not ignoring you, but I have to get through the material and I have to answer the questions of other students. But if you have any lingering questions, just come see me after class. And his response to me was, so basically you're telling me to shut the fuck up. I didn't react. I just repeated myself, sent a follow-up email. But in that moment, I realized that his response to me had nothing to do with me personally, that he had walked into that classroom with his own set of challenges, with his own set of triggers. And sometimes when you are having conversation with people and there is a wide disconnect between what you say versus what they hear, recognize that there may be more dynamics happening in that conversation than the words that are actually being exchanged. I remember once I you know, this bothered me because if you listen closely um, to the doctor's um, explanation, you could hear how she was thrown back by the fact that the way he responded to her. 
And I'm sure she responded to him in a professional way. And because it was a male, you know, my odds are it was a young brother. And say sake of argument, it wasn't. What was missing in that young man's life was a father role. Because why would you talk to a teacher like this? And this is a professor. So I'm going to say this is college. And maybe I'm reaching, even if it's high school. What would make you conduct yourself like that and challenge someone in that manner? Now, again, like she said, she didn't take it personal. Now, her opinion was he came in with that agenda. My personal opinion is he has no respect for women and he has no respect for the family. Because when you have a family that brings you up with respect, you conduct yourself like that in a social environment. And when you're outside the house, anytime you're outside of your home, that's a social environment. And so many of us act this way. We know of people like this. And each time that we dig and research and pull back the layers of onion, you find that that individual has some social issues and had some upbringing issues. Lady Future, let's clip it. Man shaking a cup, you won't put a dollar in his cup. Yeah. Matter of fact, we'll make a video and laugh at that nigga. Well, your homie that believed in you, he got a business he trying to start, and he, he a chef. It's a true story. He a chef, he cook, he's amazing. You the biggest artist mm-hmm. at the time. Your man can't even get 10,000 out of you to start a business. So when I say these niggas not like that, they just not good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard? Morally. They not, they fucked up niggas, you heard? So look at these niggas like, I know the universe, it's karma. Like, y'all niggas, y'all niggas getting money? I know I'm gonna get money. Why? Because I'm a stand-up guy. I want for my brother what I want for myself. I believe in God. I'm not a rat. I'm not a sucker. I'm not a trick. How? These principles matter. Even though it don't matter in the industry, it matters in the universe. And that supersedes all this shit. You heard? You got a hundred. You know, this is the um, one thing that's interesting. This is a young brother, and this is the way he communicates. Um, and for me, um, I don't always listen necessarily to the delivery. I'm more focused on the content. I asked about the delivery within myself. Why does he need to communicate in that manner? But the content is what's important. And because many of us that are doing well, and he knew this brother that was trying to open up a restaurant, he couldn't get at least 10000 from him. These are stories that we hear over and over and over again. Because many times we can say, hey, I know this guy that wanted to do this, but it's a little different when you hear an actual story about an opportunity for this young man to help another black man and he wasn't willing to do it. We find more excuses not to help than find excuses to help, or better yet, not excuses, to find ways to help. Lady Future, let's clip it. And what is the crime? Well, wait a minute. How long? Not long. 
are you going to sit around begging white people to do for us what we have the power to do for ourselves? We are now in 2010. Now, the reason why I like this clip, um, and many of you probably seen the clip, but they had, at that particular time, most of the educated, articulate, intellectuals in our community. And we're still talking about the same thing. And so is it that we need the permission from the white man? Or is it we don't have cultural collectivity? Because the cultural collectivity would force you to create jobs. It would force you to create a Rosewood, a Tulsa, Black Wall Street. There are so many cities that we have created for ourselves. And it's not like we need to ask for their permission. So therein lies what happened when we had our cultural collectivity. They burned down our cities. They put us in a financial environment of despair. Now you know that. So the next time you build, just like anything else, <clears throat> a hurricane come, blow the house down. When you rebuild, you rebuild it better. So the thing that we won't allow other cultures to do and we have our Black Wall Streets and we have our communities where they're supposed to be, we'll have our own protection and policing where no one can come on our community and do that ever again. But again, you got to have cultural collectivity. Lady Future, let's clip it. And um, I don't need a man. And well, what? we have to take responsibility for that. Yeah. Because the black woman has had to raise the children alone and hold down the community alone for quite a long time because of the war against black men. So we cannot expect our women to be submissive when they had a history of having to take care of the whole house, be the man and the woman by themselves. Mm. So I think we as black men can be somewhat disingenuous when we accuse black women of being too headstrong. She had to be in order to survive. And I think that if we want them to transform, to adopt a more feminine posture, because we would like that. But before she can do that, she has to be absolutely certain that we're going to hold her down. She has to be absolutely certain that we're not going to walk out on her, that when we commit to her, we're committing to her for good. Because sometimes it's best to stay in a struggle than to have somebody sell you a fairy tale of how they can make things better only to walk out on you. You understand? I wouldn't want us to do a Deion Sanders. You understand? Come there and get everybody hopes up and then walk out on them. These women nowadays want to be so independent. And, and this is the importance of the black man in the community. And when I speak of the black man, 
the African-American man. I am talking about the African-American man also as a father image and a father role model. And that is exactly the case. We cannot expect the African-American woman to hold down our community and be able to produce children and a living. And the by us abandoning the community, what you're seeing in our youth today, in our generations today, exactly that. Because based on what I'm looking at, the African-American woman has always been there. The one that abandoned us and abandoned the community was the African-American man. And the question is, we really only have 20 years left in order for us to change the direction that we're aspiring into because we won't be able to turn it around because just as I talked about at the beginning of the show, Harry Belafonte, Jim Brown, Tina Turner, they're not here anymore. So anybody that was born in the 50s and the 60s, if you add another 20 years onto your age, your present age now, you're at the same age many of these people are leaving us. And then once that generation is gone, it's no telling where we're going to line up, where we're going to land, and how productive we're going to be as a community and how society will deal with us. Lady Future, let's clip it. I told you they were trying to take us back to a time where black people were really subservient. Y'all shut us down. Y'all over-talked us. Y'all said we were playing the race card. Y'all said everything's racist according to y'all. Watch this. Good idea. And I was just wondering about, uh, could I put an amendment on that? It would include hanging by a tree also. And, uh, and also, uh, I would like to sign on to your bill, sir. Thank you. That is Representative Paul Sherrill of Tennessee. He wants to add to Representative Dennis Powers' firing squad bill that he's introducing. He wants to add hanging by tree to that. Black people, you better wake up. When black people told you, when they came up with that slogan, make America great again, we told you. And what I like about the statement in this clip, you know, the advantage that the African-American man has is that he has the African-American woman in his community. And she's sounding the alarm. And many of our sisters are doing it. But at what point does the African-American man see this is a time for him to step up? Because this policy that they're coming up with, this amendment that they're coming up with, they're talking about a 2023. 
the fact that he felt that comfortable to even to say it shows you the disrespect that he has for the African-American community. Because if there's ever a trigger other than the N-word is when we see a noose. And for him to even bring that up and to take it a step further, why is his mindset there in the 21st century? Because that's where they're going. And because you're not reacting and they're just kind of testing the waters to see how you react, you're basically condoning it because you gave energy and confidence for this young man to speak this way, this congressman to speak this way. Lady Future, let's clip it. But they haven't seen a real man. And none of us have reached that point. Because when you see a real man, you're looking at God. That's right. God said, let us make man. And he didn't say just make him, he said make him in our image and after our likeness. So the man that God made was intended to be a reflection of himself. And there's no woman on earth who would not be happy with a man who is a reflection of God. I don't mean any disrespect to us as men. But they haven't seen a real man. And again, there's so many challenges about what a real man is. And up until today, or shall I say, as of the 21st century, history has it that the African-American man was the first man on earth. And since those of us who believe in God and the Bible, we were the first ones on earth to walk the land. Now, in terms of us understanding our role in our community, that has gotten lost in translation. And trust me, I'm clear about all of what the African man, the African American community has gone through. But having said that, since you know that, then it's your responsibility to make sure it never happens to us again. And it's your responsibility to gain the confidence in the community to believe in you, Lady Future. Let's clip it. It's a culture that we are, where we are, we're raised to buy only from our own people. We want to work for our own people. Chinese say, we're never hiring a black folk. You're never going to go to a Chinese restaurant or Chinese anything and find black folk working there. We only hire our own people. We only buy from our own people. We only support our own people. You black folk will buy from any and everybody because you don't have a code of conduct. It doesn't mean anything to you. That's why you all can't get ahead because you don't play as a team. You all play as individuals. And you listen to these black activists on the streets saying, we're not a monolithic people. You know, we, just because he did it, we don't have to do it. He's wrong. All of you should play as a team. Even if you don't like something that a group's gonna do, you should play along with the team and that's what you got, team power. Wealth and power follows the numbers. If you haven't got a lot of blacks with you, you're not, not pooling your money, pooling your votes, pooling your attention, pooling your interest, pooling your labor, then other people will pick you clean. It's not the money. It's a culture. Now, Claude Anderson is one of the heaviest brothers in our time. 
And what concerns me a lot, in a lot of clips that we have on the show, these individuals are highly educated. They have amazing achievements and accomplishments in their own right. But again, it's time for us to analyze us as a community and focus on helping the community. Because what he just mentioned is really, really, really simple. But then here goes, as I mentioned, the cultural collectivity. No one should have to say, buy black. When we have all these signs, you hear the media, buy black, buy from a brother first, buy from us. No other culture has to express that. You know why? Because they have cultural collectivity. So once we understand that that's the only thing missing, and it's time to institute that thinking and culture within our community, you'll, you'll see things take off. And we'll look back on this and say, what took us so long? Because we got everything else covered. Intellect, sports, music, entertainment, you name it, there's nothing. Attorneys, real estate, realtors, anything that we put our hands on, we turn it into gold. But one of my own opinions are, is that we do have an opportunity besides the cultural collectivity, is how many of us that are successful have actually run a business. And at this point, we need to run our community as a business. Lady Future, let's clip it. Black excellence. Mm -hmm. And you had all of these people wanting to talk about black excellence. And me and Charlamagne got up there and told them, I don't see any black excellence. And everybody said, what do you mean? I said, how dare you have all of these athletes who are excelling and the historically black colleges are dying. Yeah. These white people wouldn't have let you in school 40, 50 years ago. And now think about this. If one generation of black kids got together and said, we all going to go to HBCUs. Do you know what that would do to the historically black colleges? Business booming. They told me in Florida the best I ever had because. You know, what I like about David Banner, he was a rapper. He was an entertainer. And one day it came to him and he realized everything that I'm doing, the music that I'm producing is tearing down our community. And he has been an amazing activist ever since. And when we address the issues that we have, one of the challenges are we don't have solutions because we're all great at constructive criticism. And I can put myself in that bag as well. But I also feel like, me personally, I do know what we need to do, but that's not what the show is about. Lady Future, let's clip it. Who really protects the interests of this group? The ones who enslaved you are protecting your interests, even if they free you. That's like, that's like a rapist keeping you in prison for 10 years, raping you every day for 10 years. You insane with it. Then the 11th year, he says, 
I reached an epiphany I was wrong. I shouldn't have did that. You're free to go. <laughs> now you're free to go? Go where? Free? Your whole heart is screwed up. Where you going? That same person says, okay, you can stay in one of my rooms called Chicago. You can stay in one of my rooms called New York. One of my rooms called Philly. Just follow the rules there in Philly and you'll be fine. I'm sorry for what I did. Here's reparation, no, not even reparation, here's affirmative action. Uh, here's some, some justice in the courts. Here's, here's a little money, here's a little economics. Here's a little access to something. I'll let you fight in our wars and here's a little something. But for the most part, you're on your own now. Do, do you? Now here we are. Crazy. Deranged. And you know, I love KSR one and who doesn't. But what he just communicated is exactly where we are today. But that does not mean we have to stay there. Because we have so many intelligent individuals that know what needs to be done. But working together collective is one of our greatest challenges. And we cannot continue to ignore that. Because in a few years, if this doesn't change, it will be irreversible for us to become what we should have been many years before. So again, it's important that the black man comes back into the community. You can turn your head every which way. But we can no longer accept excuses. Why not? You need to find reasons to come back to your community and to your family. Lady Future, let's clip it. The confidence that she has, the belief that she has in herself is unmatched. So if you have not been there for her or your son, but I'm, I'm a woman, I'm talking to about your daughter. It's never too late. Speak life into her. Spend time with her. Even if, you're, if, if it's a distance, call her, FaceTime her. Because when, you, when we have a father in our lives that loves us, we are set apart. It's obvious. You know, every man tells me, I can tell you've been raised by your dad, right? It's a clear difference. It's a clear difference. Mm -hmm. I love y'all. I love myself because my, fa my father told me that when a man tells me I'm beautiful or sexy or fine, that's cool. But I, my dad already told me that. I know that. So I'm not sleeping with you because you told me I'm, I'm, I'm fine or you buy me something. You know, you understand? My dad provided everything that I needed. So it's y'all, please, the role of a father is beyond important for your sons and your daughters. So please be there for them. It is a game changer. When you speak life into your daughter, the confidence that she has, the belief that she has in herself is unmatched. This is a, a lady that's speaking about the very thing that this show is about. It is important and you're invaluable. You have to start to see this. And I don't really have anything else to add to this one because she said it all. Lady Future, let's clip it.
can we be honest here? You still have to explain it to them sometimes. But I think if we're going to be honest with ourselves as black women, whether it was directly or indirectly, we learned that we cannot rely on black men. Therefore, if the community, right, is to be intact, black women have to inject ourselves in it so deeply to make up for the space of the absent black men. You get what I'm saying? Whether we wanted it to be this way or not, black women have taken over the bulk of the black community. Positively, negatively, we are the ones that are present in the community when oftentimes our successful black men counterparts abandon said community. Whether y'all like it or not, the reason why black women have had to do so much in the black community is not because we are controlling and wanted to take it over. It's because black men have abandoned the community, which left so many gaps that had to. Um, how do you say, is it checkmate or Dominoske? She said it all. And I don't need to elaborate on, on that comment. Lady Future, let's clip it. Rapper Rick Ross owns this 54,000 square foot estate, which is the largest single family mansion in the state of Georgia. It also has a 350,000 gallon swimming pool, which is the largest swimming pool in the entire United States. The home also has 109 rooms, including its own bowling alley, basketball court, home theater, boxing gym, and recording studio. Leave a comment and let me know, what would you do in a house like this? Rapper. Now, before I get started on this, you know, one of the philosophies that I have personally, your success is not built on the size of your home. Your success is built on the progress and the successful achievements of your community. Now, he has the largest single family home in Georgia. Does Rick Ross really need that? And please, before anybody can even begin to start, uh, are you just hating because you don't have it? Me personally, I wouldn't want anything that size. But my point being is if I have that kind of money, my community is going to look like it for sure. And here is the opportunities that people that have this kind of money. And the question is not that you haven't done it. The question is, why haven't you done it? Why don't you? think in this way of building the community. Because I'm sure with the money that he has, he can make a big difference. I'm sure Atlanta could have its own serious, serious Black Wall Street. Now they're working on their Black Wall Street market in Atlanta, but I'm talking about the whole city of Atlanta should be a Rosewood, easy, hands down. And that means minus the crime rate that's rapid in most highly African-American communities. We do have an opportunity. Lady Future, let's clip it. Man opens a shop in a black neighborhood. 
And the minute a Chinaman opens a shop next door to them, we black people, we stop patronizing a black man and we run to the Chinaman. Is the case of the white man's ice is colder. How sick can we be? How dumb can we be? Even in the face of obvious truths, it's easier for us to believe a white man when they lie to us because the white man said so. The question is, how long will it take us to understand that those are lies that we have been told, that we have been programmed to hate ourselves? Understand your history. That will begin the process of healing. Understand what has been done to you. Understand that you're riding somebody else's train, going in somebody else's direction towards their own destination. Understand that you are the father of humanity. Understand as a black woman, you are the mother of humanity. You gave birth to the first human being. Understand that before they were, you were. Why do you allow those you gave birth to, those whose sheer existence depends on you to abuse you? We know we do some of the dumbest things. A black man opens a shop you know, you find you hear the same thing over and over, communicated eloquently, different voices, different ages, and we're talking about the same thing. But, you know, some of the challenges and the opportunity that we have is all of these individuals that have clips on this show when will they come together and solve the problems, put an agenda together, put goals together, put projections together, build teams together to help build our community? Because if they had the ability to do it, it's pretty safe to say that they would do it. But that's not the case. Lady Future, let's clip it. Of course. White people will never join black people to advance black interest. It doesn't happen, will never happen. That's why we've never been compensated for slavery, colonialism. That's why South Africa never got reparations after this crime against humanity that is acknowledged by everybody of apartheid. Yet the Jews were given 140 billion ever since the Second World War, just for five years of oppression. So that goes to show you that white people will stand with white people. The only dumb creature on earth that will stand with animals that are not related to it in order to subjugate their own people are black people. And they don't yeah, learn from history, but they don't learn from history because when our chiefs sold fellow Africans into slavery, they mm -hmm. thought that they were benefiting until the European realized how stupid we are and colonized us on our own continent and colonized those chiefs as well who lost everything that they had made. Only time we believe that there's no races at play is when black people are and what I like about this comment of this particular clipping is that he's almost talking about or appears to be speaking on part of the slave trade when it actually started in Africa and then they had the slave trade to America. And they realized once they used those who helped them colonize us, 
then they took that next step and colonized them. And here's the thing. So many different countries came to Africa to benefit in that same way. And again, how long will it take and what will it take? And it seems like it has to have some type of major, major social issue to break the trauma. But our window is closing. And there's a portrait that I have. It's four African-American men running. And it says, running out of time. And that's where we are. Lady Future, let's flip it. The Black Revolution has to be accountability. Can't keep talking about the things that others do to us or things that the system does to us and not take accountability for the things that we do to ourselves or things that we do to celebrate a culture that's destructive to our own people. We got to do better. We have to take accountability. If we get this accountability down, Pat, watch how this revolution roll out. Think about it. That young man was on point. I couldn't have said it better. And he said it relatively quick, directly. And any revolution that we're going to have has to involve the black man. Otherwise, the direction that we're going in is due to your absence in your community. Lady Future, let's clip it. Damn Street. No, it is around here. Oh, no, son. That's not the way it is. You kids today are nothing but punks. Sissified. So quick to pick up a gun. You're scared to take an ass whipping. This one makes you a man. When I was growing up, this was all the protection we needed. You win some, you lose some. But you live. You live to fight another day. Your mother and I never would have moved in this neighborhood if we had known you need a gun to walk down the damn street. And that's in a lot more than I'd like to even mention. African-American communities. And this is basically a generation because the father said when he was coming up, when he was the same age as his son in this movie clip, that all we needed was our hands. And if you win some, you lose some, but you live to see another day. And that's just this generation. So what is that son gonna teach his son, which is ultimately the father's grandson? Therein lies the complicated problem that we will be faced with in the coming years. Lady Future, Let's clip it. Everything, it ain't no more love songs. It's either fucking or killing. How are we supposed to advance now? What do we have as black people to advance us as a culture when we look at our kids? What they got to grab hold on to that's gonna make them great when we looking at this shit today? What do we have as black people to make us great, nigga, 2030? We had civil rights. 
We had the Reconstruction era. We had Black Wall Street. We had Rosewood. We had Slocum, Texas. We had Atlanta, but look at Atlanta. Look what Atlanta did in 20 years. Now look at it, my Going forward, what we got? New prisons, new crime bills. We even got a new race of people over here. We got Russian and Afghanistan mother. New motherfuckers done come over here, homie. They filling up Detroit. Places where we used to be. Nick ain't in places where we used to be. So if there's nobody like me that's attacking this shit and putting a spotlight on it, homie, this is complete detriment. Everything about it is negative. And again, we have various individuals that can see where we're going. And and the, the, the challenge is why didn't we see this 20 years before, almost 30 years? We're getting close to 30 years because much of this started going in the wrong direction in the 90s. And then if you go back and you have to talk about generation, it's every 20 years. Because the rappers that were singing the music and the, all the songs that they're singing, most of them were born in the 70s. So between 70 and 1980, if you add 20 years on the 80, that child was 20. Okay? But that's in 2000. If you add 20 years to the child that was born in the 70s, that's the 90s. So now all of the rap songs that started going the wrong direction were in the 90s. So therein lies our challenge again. Lady Future, let's clip it. The world that white people can free black people because freedom is not white people's to give to. White people, as I said in the piece, cannot do for us what we refuse to do for ourselves. Whether or not whites like blacks or blacks like whites, I frankly have no interest in that at all. I have no interest in managed society. I'm not interested in having to sit next to people because they're white. I'm interested in being equal. And the only way you're equal is to have power. Not whether or not white people have been fair, not whether they're nice people, not whether or not black people are good or bad, but whether or not you as a community of people have the instruments of defense and in some cases of aggression to protect your turf and or your interests. You can't have 30 million people handing over to another people 100% of their resources and blaming them for 100% of their problems. That is not intelligent. So what we need to do in the black community is A, decide to be competitive. And the only way we're going to be competitive is to use our resources. There's no way in the world that white people can... Now, he said 30 million people. So that's pretty safe to say, was that in 1980? 85 or 90 because we're like close to 60 million strong now so i don't think we double within 10 years or 20 years so that mindset was talking during that time but again why wasn't individuals like himself working together and strategizing for the future Many times we're talking about what happened to us. But just like if you have a car, what is one of the things that they try to sell you? The preventive maintenance package, meaning that you want the car to last longer after you've paid for it and gotten the pink slip, 
you have to do preventive maintenance. If there's any community that clearly needs preventative maintenance is African-American people. And the only person that can make that happen is the African-American man. Lady Future, let's clip it. For free, because we know how much is needed. Because I know how much I wish I had somebody to tell me who to watch out for and how to do things the right way so we ain't wasting time running on a treadmill and figuring out how to empower each other instead of going against each other. And I wish there was a man there to tell me how to be a man. Because a lot of men just be like, yo, I ain't talking to these young dudes. And then they wonder why the young dudes is bugging. We supposed to come and educate these people so they don't make the same mistakes, not judge them. And that's the problem right now. We ain't teaching each other. We all trying to fucking run for the plug. Everybody trying to protect the plug. Why? If we do it together, we the plug. And I've been saying this shit for years, and everybody says I'm crazy. If you're going to tell the truth, you better be ready to fight. Period. But if you soft, you're going to look the other way. And you got to live with yourself. I'm not judging you. I'm just not built that way. My existence and everything I've done, all I've been on this planet as an adult reflects that. As I learn, I teach. And I never hide the plug. I give it away. I'm an OG. I give it away for free. We gave away... I like what the young brother's talking about. And that's the only way. But again, there has to be a cultural collectivity movement. We already know that we don't have cultural collectivity because you see it in our community. So now, with young brothers and sisters speaking the way that they're speaking, it's clear that it has to be a movement. And therein lies the opportunity. And who will we listen to to lead us into the promised land. Because we've been successful in everything else. There's no reason why we can't do that. Lady Future, let's clip it. No. Like cry if you need to, rest if you need to, but quitting is not, you don't get to. We have a debt to pay. And Nipsey Hussle said it best. He said, you don't, you can't pay your grandma back. You can't pay your mom back, your dad back. You can't pay your ancestors back for choosing to live when it would have been so much easier to die. You can only pay it forward. And Billy Super Aaron, this journalist, first talk show, like black woman, 1968. She said that every day we eat food from fields we didn't plant. Every day we drink water from wells we didn't dig. Every day we enjoy liberties we didn't secure. And she wasn't even talking about herself, even though she was a way maker. She was talking about the people before her. And that I have a responsibility to do for the next by doing for myself. Your creativity, your dream is connected to somebody else's best life. I mean, we pay our debts today. Cry if you need to, rest if you need to, but we don't get to quit. Today we pay our debts. Let's get it today. You don't. I like the passion in that brother's voice. And again, so many people are seeing the light of where we are. It's time to see the light where we're going. And we need to describe that. In my personal opinion, it is called economic slavery by year 2065. And I'll explain the economic slavery in the coming podcasts. Lady Future, let's clip it. Black leadership is absolutely necessary. I don't even think about what other people are doing. I'm so focused on my people, black people, and my community. I work in the hoods and the ghettos across America. When people say all power to the people, when that was coined, 
You know, back in the 60s and 70s, that meant something. Because there's a lot of power when it comes to people. We just have to organize it and be intentional when we do it consistent and we can't be scared of the no alphabets. You feel me? Stop being fucking scared, man. That's our problem right now as people. We worry about the goddamn boogeyman and kids being murdered in our streets every single day. And don't nobody want to get up and do something unless the police kill somebody. Stop being scared. We got, you know, brothers, you know, I'm intentional about masculinity and being a masculine black man. Because these kids need to see masculine black men who can be under attack. So we put ourselves in a position of being politically and how we do that, we focus in on the streets. We want to see. And I really love this last clip because this young man, Zeke, is leading black men to protect the community. And this group was called New Era Detroit. And these brothers are walking around in the community protecting the community, going to gas stations, going to communities that have issues. And they're just not going with the, the guns to protect, they're taking toys. They're helping people in the community. And like he said, these kids need to see masculinity, men about their business. So in closing, I would just like to say thank you to all the people that were on the show, that listened to the show. And all I ask is no matter if you disagree or agree, share it with your community. Just share it with your community. And today we'll end the show. Thank you.